Welcome to The Spin-Off, the show where award-winning podcasters Fleur Emery and me, producer Buckers, reunite to discuss attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. ADHD is, of course, a condition of distractibility, so although we are loosely examining the experience of living with the diagnosis, conversationally, we will soon break loose and set off towards the unmapped territories of our minds. We sometimes swear, and if you're a blood relative of either of us, listener caution is advised. We have watched lots of YouTube videos about this stuff, and I've got half a nursing degree, but we're not medical experts, so please bear that in mind. Hello and welcome to the show. Today we're going to be answering, we're not going to be answering, we're going to be posing the question, is ADHD actually a real thing? And Buckers, how do you feel about this subject? Jittery. I feel jittery about this subject. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's not a comfortable one, but I've, I kind of think that it's one that we should dig into. I googled it this morning and there's a lot of people who've got a lot to say on it. <laughs> I feel like um I feel like when I got diagnosed a part of me really wanted to sort of seize on that information as a reason why I found the world kind of difficult growing mm. up and I, I wanted it to be one answer you know like that thing of like saying right you know I found Jesus so everything's okay yeah. I found the thing I found that there's something about Mary there's something about Fleur that's the thing I found so now everything's going to be all right and that's kind of that I think that's kind of the problem that leads to people clinging on to it so much as a medical diagnosis mm. that it makes it a difficult subject to discuss. Mm. Did you have that feeling when you got diagnosed? Yeah, I did. And I think that's that's why it makes me a bit jittery to think about whether it's a real thing or not. Because when I got diagnosed, it was like this kind of green light being given to me by a medical professional that allowed me to go, okay, no, I can accept myself now. Oh no, this is, this is a thing. All of the things I've struggled with are valid. And it kind of rightly or wrongly gave me that kind of, that sense of, oh, I can take a breath now. It's okay. But then on top of that, I also at the same time struggled with imposter syndrome about my diagnosis. So I was thinking, what if I've just convinced the examiner that I've that I've got it. What if I've read up on it so much that I have just given a Oscar-winning performance of a person with ADHD and I fooled her into diagnosing me with it? And what if it's what if I just what if I don't have it and I'm just, you know, not very good at stuff? Having seen video footage um and photographs of your um dramatic career. <laughs> prior to becoming a podcast producer i think um for example a few seasons in panto that kind of thing i think that if anyone can act well enough to 
dupe the psychiatric community. It is you. That's not what I want to hear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'll give you another that view. That hasn't that. reassured me if that I was your aim. To, um, leave it, I wanted to leave her into the podcast the possibility of um, having you dressed up as Dick Whittington <laughs> in the show notes. <laughs> So I just, I reverse engineered that statement from that image in my mind <laughs> of um, you in um, Panto mm, at Margate. Mm. The, um, the other thing is with those questions that I did four written questions and then an hour and a half and then another hour. I have to say that if you did want to dupe them, the questions are spoon fed a bit, aren't they? Mm. They're kind of like yes, no answers. Like I got asked a lot of questions like, um, um, do you find it very difficult to complete complicated tasks? Yeah, that's yeah. a yes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> right? If you want the meds, that's a yes. Yeah. We all know that. Yeah. And I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like, yeah, so there's a feeling of like, no, I mean, I actually do. I actually do find complicated tasks yeah. difficult. And I found myself over-explaining lots of examples yeah, me to back up the statements I was making. Like, I'm not a drug addict. I'm not just trying to get signed off work. I am actually I, I am actually like that. Yeah. And I, did you have the feel, feeling that they were just looking at you thinking, oh, just another one? I do apologise for the, um, the the hoovering that you can hear in the background. Um, can you? Not... I can't hear it. It's go Henry. Really? Having a can good you not time hear that? That's there. incredible. Go Henry. No, the Henry. Henry the Hoover. It's, no. um, the... Did you hear about that? Um, that guy who got nicked last week. I think he was a local MP or a councillor for having it off with a go Henry. No, uh, not a go Henry. A Henry Hoover. Yeah, in his office. And um, his excuse that he put through a solicitor when he went to court Brilliant. was he didn't think anyone could see him. <laughs> <laughs> should you should you be allowed to hump the Hoover? I mean, I'm not I mean, sure. If, no, I mean, if nobody sees it, did it even happen? <laughs> <laughs> I googled Henry Hoover after that just to look at its expression. And I think it's something to do with that. I think it's the intense eye contact that the, you know, the the POV sexual intrigue from the eye contact <laughs> that he was looking for with the Henry. <laughs> <laughs> quite, they're quite perilous. Anyway, yeah. let's reverse. From what that. was the question? Yeah, the, um, you know, the, um, the psychotherapists and the psychiatrists, when they're yeah. going through the, um, the, the scrolling through the endless questions, what what were they thinking? What do you think they were thinking? Yeah, I I did have that overwhelming sense of I bet they don't believe you. I bet they think that you're just saying this because you want to be diagnosed. And yeah. and then the like the the layer on top of that is do I want to be diagnosed? Do I really yeah, want this? Yeah, yeah, because does, I don't know either. Why does this I, I, yeah. why does it matter so much to me? And I think the simple answer to that really is what I was talking about before is the validation. Yeah, is, the validation is somebody to say yes there is a reason that you struggle with those things and that's okay and that's yeah, kind that of your experience of being a person is atypical you're in the minority yeah. your your scattered thinking is did you hear that was that your tummy that was my lower digestive tract <laughs> <laughs> my wow ilium. even your intestines have <laughs> <Something>. adhd <laughs> 
sorry, listeners, that was powerful. Mm. That was yeah. a rumble in the jungle. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was, I really experienced that as well. And also the process is so extrapolated mm. that, and I think I was so reluctant to enter the process. I think it had been subconscious, subconsciously in the back of my mind for like a lot, many years. And I'd really resisted it. And then once you're kind of in the process, I'd surrendered by that point. Like, come on, tell me where I am then, come on. Mm. Give it to me, lay it down. Tell me what I've got to do kind of mm. thing. And so once I was in the first page of the first thing, I was like, right, I just want to get to the other side with this. So I just mm. wanted to just get the questions done. And I'd kind of already made my mind up, I think, by then. I mean, it was funny when they, you know, the end of it, I said, is that, have I, have I, yes. Is there any other? No. She's like, I want my lunch. You're definitely <laughs> one. And I'll be quiet. <laughs> Your certificate's in the post. In it, <laughs> yeah, I submitted an entire, um, uh, what's the word? Supporting like, document. I, yeah, I, I actually <laughs> sent a separate Word document because what I was really fuming about <laughs> is the questions are, did not touch in any way on the emotional side of ADHD symptoms and that's one of the things that I experience because it's the most intensely doctors they just go they go for the yeah it's about your executive function yeah maybe they can't measure that in the same way because that's yeah it's difficult it's difficult to measure yeah because and and they can't measure that because Mm, yeah maybe it's to do that nonetheless I was fuming (laughs) I mean I but that as well that they should just be able to say, right, she sent a supporting document. Yes, that's a pass. Yeah, that's like a, she yeah, is one. a default. With with mine, I came into the appointment <laughs> at the correct time, second guessed myself, hung up before the other woman had taken the Skype call, thought I'd got the wrong time, walked out the front door and was halfway towards the bike shop when they phoned up and said, why aren't you in your, point, in your appointment? And I said, oh, it's not until 2.30. And they said, no, it's now. So I then ran home. By that point, it was too late. Then they reappointed. And then I was late for the second appointment because I was anxious about it. It just like got me really flustered and I got really Mm. unmanageable around my timings. Mm. So, yeah, that's maybe a little bit of a clue. Yeah. Yeah. They could think of how many people they could fast track through the diagnosis process if they were just like, Barbara. Yeah, we've got another one. Yeah. Yeah, two hours late. Yeah, just go straight to diagnosis. Was was there a supporting PDF? Yeah, yeah. Just give her the certificate. <laughs> so the thing about realness, let's go back to realness. The thing about realness is one of the most fascinating things that I've been thinking about recently was something that a psychiatrist friend of mine who's got more degrees than I've had hot dinners replied when I asked him I just posed the question straight I didn't talk about anything about me nothing nothing and I said is ADHD a real thing he said yes okay if you don't want to hear that it's not maybe pause the podcast now go and have a cup of tea he said yes it is a real thing Fleur but it's not as real as a broken leg and this is really fascinating because a broken leg, if your legs come off, it's, you know, there's, it's completely definitive that that's happened. Everyone can see that. It's one thing. It has happened. It's like its realness is very easy to measure. Whereas 
all the signs of ADHD are normal human behaviours, which exist on a range, but we're just at the top of the range on so many things. Mm. And so there's the level of measurement is different. It is difficult. And also it's contextual. So this is the part. This is why I wanted to ask this question, pose this question, because this is why it's interesting to me, is that having got to the age of 49 without knowing, happily, because of my levels of privilege, you know, I'm educated and I've got a nice supportive family and I live in a great country, blah, blah, blah. I've managed to create a life within which I can exist happily. You know me, I'm a happy person, right? So mm. I've got, I've got, you know, you know, my minimalism, I've got systems to keep me mm. organized and relaxed and I'm able to take breaks and I'm able to do work that I enjoy and all that stuff. And so actually the expression of the ADHD is only a problem in context of the system and how I'm expected to function, you know, mm, pay my taxes, show patriarchy. up and vote, get my kid to school on time, earn enough money to support my kids without being a drain on the state, all of those things. Mm. So it's a performance thing. Mm. If, just like the menopause, if I could just, we were talking about this in real work, if, if it was completely acceptable in middle age when you're a woman to just sort of go to your happy place, wander around the garden, do a bit of laundry, a bit of planting, maybe make soup, chat to people, mm. then the menopause, you wouldn't need HRT. Mm. But we need HRT because I need to be, you, you know, need to continue sexy, functioning, in carry on society. working, yeah. carry on generating money, paying into yeah. my pension and, and, and do all of those things. So mm. it's a kind of, it's a contextual thing. And so that's kind of, that was my interest in it. Like, yes, it is happening in my brain, but it's only a problem, if you like, because of how it means that I can relate to other people. The patriarchy. Should we hear about what some experts say while you just go to your happy place? Because I'm sorry, you look a bit overwhelmed. Let's take a break and go to Google. Is ADHD real? <laughs> do you know someone who questions ADHD? Or do you have doubts yourself? This is... <laughs> is it fake? Too many cases. Okay. The main thing which feeds in to the naysayers argument of it's not a real thing are the accelerating levels of diagnosis in the United States. Okay, so Buckers isn't overwhelmed. Her camera's frozen and she's now left the podcast. <laughs> Have you just logged off, Buckers? Are you just like, yeah, yeah, babe, that's enough. I thought this was going to be fun and I'm not having fun. We'll have to wait for her to come back. The point I was making is that in the United States, there's a high level of diagnosis in children. There's issues of... Um, consent over whether children can consent to be diagnosed and then medicated and instead of looking at the societal issues around this phenomena there's focus on blaming the kids and the bad parents this is bad parenting and badly behaved children and um 
instead of saying well, what's happened to, happening to us as a society that um, this behavior is you know coming out and what does it mean similar to <laughs> Nat Buckers is that I don't know I'm going deep she'll don't worry she'll snap back into the pithy stuff soon similar to the debates around gun ownership so we've gone all the way to guns but we're going to be back soon when Buckers rejoins the podcast hello hi I did some of the boring stuff yeah what was really funny is um, your face just froze like you were overwhelmed, so I just carried on talking. I did the filling and then you just left. How long until you recognised that it wasn't just my usual overwhelmed face and it was a frozen overwhelmed face? Quite a while, to be fair, which <laughs> reminds me of a newspaper article I read this week about a woman who didn't want to sleep with her partner anymore, so she commissioned a life-size doll of herself to give to him... And he's really happy with it. He's happy to um, go with either. Genius. That's out of the box problem solving. (laughs) I bet she's got ADHD. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get back to, I was just about to quote from the fascinating Time magazine article. Uh Uh-huh. Um, about ADHD not being a thing, written by Dr. Saul in 2014. And then you'll be happy to know that Time magazine prevented me reading it because of a paywall. Ah. Uh, God's protection. Um, I think just before the uh, my Wi-Fi dropped out of the bottom of the world, we were, you were talking about... Um, the realness of ADHD being relevant when we think about the the context of the yeah, person. Context. That's that's my kind of conclusion at the moment, one yeah. week in. And that's interesting because one of the questions I had written down was who who benefits from the idea that ADHD isn't a real thing? And it basically ties into that, doesn't it? Is anybody who requires you to work or exist in a system that is already set up and not grant flexibility around things like working hours or working styles or, you know, the ways in which we interact with other people in the world. Do you see what I mean? Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Also people who resent the, um, the, the group of people who are being seen to be diagnosed yeah you know parents you know parents and pampered kids Mm. the worried well Mm. there's a kind of thing about that isn't there they need to just discipline their kids instead of there's those yeah and also the people who hate the drug companies because the other side of the coin that we'll dig into later in the series is who benefits from more people being diagnosed Mm -hmm. including the people yeah, in- including all the people all the way up the chain, because however mm-hmm. lovely the psychiatrists and psychotherapists who diagnosed us are, and, and I've had excellent care, mm. well-qualified people who are patient and lovely, they're not students of yoga. They're not students of, um, you know, 
of um, spirituality, mm. there's there's students of science. You know, that's their side of the fence. So it's just it's a pure science view, mm. and it's and it's tempted to cling on to that, especially with words when people say oh, it's genetic. Yeah, when all of those things are very complex and nuanced. Anyway, mm. should we um, should we lighten up lighten it up a bit? I think it's time. I think we've. Um, <laughs> Do you think? Yeah, I think I think have we need got, some relief. I do. What have you got? <laughs> what have you got for us today, Buckers, in the relief department? Well, <laughs> right. So my idea for this section, Fleur, is you know how we yep. always buy stuff either online in, in the, the middle, middle of the, of the night, night or late in the evening. Or when you're out and about, purchases. or in my case, when I am perusing little middle. the supermarket, <laughs> just the middle aisle of Lidl and other <laughs> similar establishments, it's absolute paradise, I think. I think is no exaggeration. <laughs> you just don't know what you're going to find there. It'll Chainsaw be like waterproof boot covers, punch bags, like light up frisbees. Essentially, when I go to the supermarket, I'm getting the food shopping out of the way so I can get to the middle aisle of said budget supermarkets. Is that okay to call them budget supermarkets? God. So let's that. find out what you bought this week. Are you going to give me a clue or do I have to guess? Well, yeah, I thought it might be fun. <laughs> might be fun. <laughs> for me to try and, for you to try and guess what it is that I've bought. So I'm going to give you some clues okay. and then you can see what you think it is. This could be anything. That really? I okay, so I'm going to give you some clues. So this was from, um, this is actually from the shop B&M, which is another favourite uh, shopping haunt. B and M. B and M. Yeah. Not sure what either of them stand for. Um, okay. Bright and mesmerising, probably. Um, <laughs> and it was in the kids' aisle of B&M. Kids' aisle. Is it for you or for a child? Um, when you bought it, were you thinking, I'm going to want that or I'm going to get... Those boundaries are blurred. Okay. <laughs> no, no, this was 100% okay. for, me, for me from from the get-go. Okay. Um, it's meant to be a game, but I bought it purely for how it feels in my hands, how it feels to <laughs> manipulate. <laughs> hmm. Have you used it yet? That's my question. Used is a strong term because I'm not <laughs> sure this is something that even has a use beyond existing <laughs> in the world. Is it a troll? No, I'll give... No. Mm. Oh, I love those. With the hair, <laughs> like the fluorescent yeah. hair and the yeah. startling face. Yeah, no. I wonder it's, if it was like a, a stim accessory. You've been stimming with it. Yes, you are on the right okay. track. Um, my final clue is it's actually something that I want to. I want you to listen to. So I'm going to... Slime. Is it a slimy squelchies thing? No, it's not. Okay. Okay. Get ready to hear the, the best sound of your life. I'm going to move my microphone 
out of view of the camera so you can't see it. Okay, ready? It just sounds like when I take my bra off at the end of the day. Wow, you're very perky. <laughs> really? <laughs> what, you just whip it out and they just go... No, when they when they slap on my against my body. <laughs> oh, so it sounds like when you take your bra off and then you immediately lie flat. <laughs> it Any just guesses? sounds like a very feeble applause at the end of a mediocre concert. <laughs> That's what I'm getting. I think okay. it's time. One what second. Is it? So I will reveal to you that the <laughs> random pointless thing that I've bought is this rainbow poppy thing, which is um, I'm going to try and explain it visually. It's like a silicone rubber. It's like an plate. ice cube tray, miniature ice cube tray, yeah, but sort but of with like, with little um, buttons that you press in and out. For no reason other than have you been it's enjoying it? So nice to feel with, to, to feel with, to play with. Yeah, I I sit with it in my lap while I'm having meetings, Zoom meetings. Would you recommend it for the ADHD community? Um, yes, I would. I, this is uh, this comes with a full recommendation for something completely pointless and what's the word? It's re it's a great procrastination tool. I do. It's not pointless though. If it rests, it's yeah. If it if it relaxes you, it's not pointless. It brings me joy. It brings me joy. Right. Apparently, you're supposed to. You can play a game with it with somebody. Um, if you have literally Marjol. nothing else to talk about, um, and you can like take it in turns to press buttons in because there's different rows. There, each row is a different color, and you can press the buttons in. Um, in one color row and then the other person has a turn and the last person to press the the last one in loses i appreciate your enthusiasm S sadly it's um you will not be making a purchase no well there's one in the post on its way to you okay i have got a listicle this week would you like to introduce it buckers i'd love nothing more <laughs> do you want to explain to people what a listicle is um, I can try. <laughs> I think you had to explain to me what a listicle was because I was just writing... Well, a listicle is just a handy list you can keep in your pocket, um, uh, you know, a summary that you've made of a subject after doing a deep dive. Uh, you know, we I do a deep dive into something. I get really into it, I research it, and then I summarise it in my mind. So it's to do with that, right? Okay. Would you like... What have you got for <laughs> <We> us, then? <laughs> This week's listicle buckers is a list of my recommended breeds of guinea pigs available in the UK. About time also too. <laughs> this comes from an early obsession with guinea pigs around the age of 15, which was shortly to be replaced by the kids from fame after the guinea pigs yeah, went over the rainbow bridge <laughs> it's harder to feed them 
Yeah. <laughs> Although I did write to one, but it said that's another story. And I, she wrote back about five years later. Can I put you in a hutch? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> the fi- guinea pigs, also known as the domestic cavey, I got very into them. I even joined the cavey fanciest society of Great Britain. And I showed my two cavies widely around the south of England and they won lots of prizes. Wow. So, I'm gonna, just so you know, I'm going to put some fantastic music underneath this. <laughs> so feel free to, you know, adopt some, some kind of, you know, exuberant persona for this section. <laughs> Isn't it so weird Not- that they're called cavies? Yeah, I don't know why that is. It's the cav- cavia is the genus and cavidae is their Latin family. What's a genus? It's a it's a level of classification in biology. Oh. So like species. So Sorry. Yeah, species is another level of classification, like species, um, um, genus, family, species, and above that is phylum, I think. So, moving along, here are my favourite five recommended breeds of guinea pigs with supporting reasons. The Peruvian, a friendly guinea pig. (laughs) It, (laughs) friendly, approachable and very quirky hair, (laughs) although it's hard to maintain. We used to um, put ours in rollers and shampoo and blow dry them, which is why we got the awards. But if you really (laughs) want to commit to guinea pig ownership, the Peruvian is the breed I would recommend. What awards did you win with your Peruvian guinea pig? Rosettes. Lots of them. For what? I think I might even have some of my mum's. Most attractive? No, I mean the the best. Sexiest guinea pig? Just the, the best. Okay. It wasn't a it wasn't a fun local dog show where everyone gets a prize. No, this was I... like the fur and feather tent of oh, like the, the Southie show farming show. So there's the Peruvian. Second is the Sheltie. Easy to maintain and family friendly. The Sheltie is always popular. Then the Abyssinian, a rough haired guinea pig with a mischievous character. Next is the American Crested, which is the perfect guinea pig if you're on a budget. (laughs) Wouldn't that be a hamster? (laughs) Because there's a lot of them about. And... (laughs) You just see them walking down, walking, strolling down the pavement. There's a lot of them about these days. <laughs> the new pigeon. <laughs> if you went to pets at home, I do. It's right next door to B and M. This is what you're likely to find: six ninety nine at pets at home, likely to be an American crested. Finally, if you want a real showstopper, a newer breed is the extraordinarily beautiful and quite peculiar Bjork of the guinea pig world it's the Swedish Lunkaria if you can't spell that that's fine but google now Swedish Lunk guinea pig L-U-N-K 
then thank me later, and then probably write into the show after you've purchased one. They're kind of irresistible. I hope you enjoyed that. And you can download all of our listicles with the show notes. Oh, that is a smashing looking guinea pig. I have to admit. The Swedish Lunkaria. Yeah. That's a showstopper. I mean, it's just, it doesn't it make you want to buy a guinea pig? Yeah. Look at this this version of it. Look. That's extraordinary. <laughs> if you were thin on top, it could also double wow. up as a two peg. Look, that looks like Albert Einstein if he was a guinea pig. Also, you know those people, it's got such long, beautiful, lustrous hair. Also, if you were a cafe owner and you couldn't afford one of those um, robotic hoovers... <laughs> you could get one of these and it would just walk under the tables and all the fag butts and things would get stuck to it. And you could yeah. just brush it out at the end of the day. <laughs> right? you know what I also really like is um, one of your describing factors for guinea pigs is family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> all clean language. <laughs> no sexual references. <laughs> this is the guinea pig for you if you want a family friendly guinea pig <laughs> it's not going to come strolling in at 2 a.m just going and jeffing like like all the other guinea pigs oh god okay this has been the spin-off we yeah. spun off and um, we'll see you again next week thanks for joining us if you like this podcast Follow us, ding the bell. What else do you have to do? Subscribe, write in, tell their friends, all the things. All the things. Yeah, all of those things, right, yeah.